Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. A new uh, single study dropped, and uh, people are talking about this, the uh, exploring of consensual non-monogamy. You get to sleep around, basically. Okay. Uh, it's, uh, it's a bit of a big deal. Many people uh, want to want to look at, uh, you know, having options. And it's because there's so many fish. Mm. There's just so many fish. Under half of people say a traditional two-person relationship is not their ideal scenario right now. Under Just under half. Just under half, okay. Yeah. That being said, three-quarters of singles say that at some point they think a lifelong marriage is something for them, but just not right now. They really want to play the field. So the idea of marriage isn't completely dead, but listen, I think the idea of the the whole wedding and all of that is is really dying on the mm-hmm. I think a lot of couples just say, "Forget it. We'll take our money," and uh, you know, if your parents are footing the bill, to say, "Look at put it towards our down payment on a house." Right. You know, we don't need this one day at eighty thousand dollars. The idea of cohabitating there is still still around. After you've slept with everybody in a sister. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of terms out there people are throwing around. The most common types of non-monogamous relationships are the monogamish. Not totally open, but you sometimes get it on with other people. Okay. Uh, Emma Mora, where you relationships involve three or more people. Is that uh, how you say it? Poly, uh, Poly- uh, Poly- all right, Poly- yeah. Open relationships, a committed primary relationship that openly allows, openly allows romantic and or sexual activity with others. It's gotta be awkward. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's not Especially for me. if one person's suggesting it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, let's go along with that. I think if that's what you want, that's a slow, slow coup. <laughs> you, you really bring that in very, you, you, you convince very slowly over time, you convince your partner that it's their right. Right. And you've already got other options. I don't think you start that mm-hmm. conversation. You know, without knowing that there's some options out there. (laughs) (laughs) But who knows? Maybe you and I and many others are missing out on something. Could be. There's a bowl of Jello out there we haven't tasted. (laughs) And I like me a Jello. And of course, swinging. You both go out and look for other sexual partners, but together. Okay. Go to Brooklyn. (laughs) (laughs) Not everyone wants sex. A quarter of singles say they don't want a sexual relationship right now. Okay. They just want to cuddle? I guess so. Under half uh, want a partner who wants kids. So there's the other thing. We don't want children and we don't want to get married. Right. And I'm with you on that. (laughs) (laughs) Now, one of the reasons why so many people want all this open relationship stuff is because there's a lot of petty dating red flags. People were sharing online the pettiest dating red flags they had ever heard of. Someone thought the idea if somebody's home did not have the ideal temperature of 21, uh, I guess that would be your Celsius, then uh, th- that wasn't good for them. Are you serious? Uh, somebody else uh, said anyone with a plain mustache without any other facial hair, it's a no-go. <laughs> a woman said, I get the ickies from a man I was dating because I watched him run to catch a coin that had fallen and started rolling away. 
<laughs> so was it the running or the fact that he was chasing a coin? It might have been both. Someone said, I don't think I could date someone with a peanut allergy. I love peanut butter. <laughs> well, listen, that's that's good health uh, yeah. for the other person with the allergy. I guess, I guess so. Just love to know that that's the limit. Yeah. You found that one, yeah. but. They got a peanut allergy. Forget it. Although you claimed you didn't think you could be in a relationship with a vegetarian. Right. So it's similar, I guess. I don't know how similar that is. That's, that's, you know, the vegetarianism, it's not an, it's not an allergy. No. Right? That's a, you know, more choice, lifestyle. Right. So if our lifestyles don't combine. Right, but I think. It's a bit different. I think this person is probably spot on. Look, if, if I love peanut butter, it's probably not good that I'm with someone who has a peanut allergy. Right. Now I got to give up my love of peanut. You're just not willing to fold in on your ways of being a carnivore yes. for somebody who's a vegetarian. Right. That seems a little and, more Well, and pushing, pushing vegetarian on me. But maybe they uh, wouldn't Maybe be. someone who who is allergic to peanut butter doesn't want to be with someone who right. keeps pushing peanut butter at them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I don't know that they'd be pushing the peanut butter. Maybe not. I, I think you're seeing this all wrong. <laughs> I, think you're, you're, I think you're the patty one there. Because not all vegetarians push their vegetarian lifestyle on that person. True. You just want someone to share your steak. Your sausage. <laughs> no, I don't really want them to share the steak. <laughs> I just don't want a guilt trip every time I have one. <laughs> But again, not all vegetarians do that. No. I think you'd feel guilty yourself. Mm. And nobody else can make you feel the way you feel. Right. You just wanted to share your sausage. That and I, I, I if I had to fill out like uh, an RSVP and explain all of the things, <laughs> it would be annoying after it's a while. It's just vegetarian. You just check I vegetarian. Know, it's not filling it's out all sorts of things. It's just a conversation. You're too picky. <laughs> you're petty. <laughs> There's three boxes, chicken, steak, or veggie. Right. You click steak sure. three times for you uh-huh. and one vegetarian meal. <laughs> I'll take three steaks. <laughs> Give her all the veggies. I'll take all the steak. Um Petty dating red flags. Bad music taste because when they give you a compliment, you think your taste is terrible. Right. Okay. Could you uh, cross genres? I mean, I mean, if if it's a if you've got a, a problem with a country music fan, mm. right? I couldn't date someone who liked country music. That's my that's my line. <laughs> in the you sand. got a line there? Yeah, yeah. I don't think I could do that because <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't go. What to if shows. she met you in the middle of Elvis? If she what? If she met you in the middle at Elvis, she's okay with Elvis. No, I, because I, I because the Elvis is it. dead, so we couldn't go to a show. Right. I, I could not attend a con a country music concert. I just, I just could not. <laughs> I'd rather date a vegan who loved death metal. Socks with sandals, can't do it. It's a deal breaker, said oh, somebody. Right. I won't date someone who likes reality TV. I guess, I, I guess in some senses, these are also people who are saying they're not going to go into a relationship to try and change someone. Right. Because that can happen too. Sure. Right? Where you're like, oh, I'm dating this person. I don't like this one thing they do, but I'll change them over time. That's why women like the bad boy, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, there's just too many options. It's that, that's the problem. That, that's, you know, the downfall for relationships is dating sites. Yes. You know, it's, it's like social media is the exact, it's doing ex- the exact opposite was supposed to. Right. It was supposed to bring us all together. Yeah. It's just dividing us. Because there are those who go on and, and, you know, and as petty as it is, mm-hmm. say, I don't like the shirt in that profile. Yeah. 
So I, I since they chose that, that as their profile picture, yeah, I will not even consider. But if there were hundred dollar bills hanging out that shirt pocket, <laughs> oh, they'd be all over that person. Woman pulls a ballsy move at a Costco. She bought a couch there like two and a half years ago. <clears throat> then decided she was done with it, tired of it, bored of it. Uh, decided she was just going to return it. She didn't have the re- receipt or anything. Her and her husband loaded it up into the truck. They uh, returned it, went walking into the returns, and Costco credited her credit card for the price of the couch wow. two and a half years later. Really? Yeah, and she didn't even go in and say, you know, with the warranty issue or it. She just said, well, I'm tired of it. Really? And they took it back. And try that with some underwear I bought there about three years ago. I, they will. And, and like, that is the crazy thing is that they're, they're pretty much a blanket. We'll take it back. They have made changes to it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's one of those things where, you know, it, there's a, there's a moral <laughs> issue right here. Whereas, yeah, technically you could take it back morally. Should you? It's going to end up screwing, if not you, everyone else. Eventually, when they say, all right, enough is enough, we've got to have better rules than this. Yeah, and that's people, of course, she shared this online. And then some people are saying, well, good for you. They'll, they'll take everything back. Why not? You pay a membership to be there. So, and but then that, just, just, that membership doesn't guarantee that you can take oh, anything no. back forever. No, no. And that's what others are saying, too. You're going to screw it up for the rest of us. I'd like to go and try, like, at the, uh, the, the uh, food counter there. Like half a hot dog eaten. Can I have, I want to return this. I'm full. I had to do it with my tires. They can't go. Supposedly they won't take the tires back. No, I, no. Would, I would hope not. Oh, right. Oh, you used tires right now. I get you. Okay. That's right. I, did, I didn't, I didn't catch that. Right uh, I don't know. I didn't slip all way. I, I slipped a little bit here in the spring. <laughs> I think you should take them back. Change them back to my summer ones for me for free. Well, I know we're going to get nailed with snow eventually, but every now and then this winter I've looked at and thought, well, that was almost $2,000 worth of a waste right. of money, but I know, I know. we're, we're going to get hit with it at some point. We're I try not, I not to comment on stuff like that because once I change over to my winter tires yeah. in like whatever October November and there was no snow on the ground yeah. but I just changed them and we were driving to Montreal and uh and I said like I can't believe I'm going to put 500 kilometers on the car mm. and it's not even snowing mm-hmm. on these winter tires and we hit a whiteout like through Kingston it just completely jinxed it yeah oh listen I mean we had that one little uh, bout there uh, back in uh, mid to early January and I'm sure it's coming again I you know we all have uh, I know I certainly have my fingers crossed that we're gonna skate through this winter with this kind of Vancouver weather but uh, uh, it'll probably we'll get dumped on we'll probably get like a ton of dough around Easter in April or something like a ton of snow will show up <laughs> So you should have uh you should have gone back with that uh spicy buffalo dip you bought and said I don't the container's empty. Right. I want my money back. <laughs> well we know that it's uh, much harder to lose weight and gain muscle as we age, but like half of us still believe our best physical days are ahead of us. Ahead. I know there's a lot and I hope there's a lot ahead of me, <laughs> but best physical days is not one of them. <laughs> I can guarantee you 110% that's the case. Uh, but we all believe, yeah, down the road, we're gonna, we're finally gonna get it in shape. Down, uh, we're gonna pull this together eventually. Right. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, I'm hoping to make a few changes here now that we're into February. All right. A little, uh, less on the red meat. Yeah, you've been more. saying that for a while now. Well, and I have cut back, especially on the fast food. Okay. Um, and, and the less red meat. 
Um, mainly because it's so expensive. <laughs> and, yeah, you know, I, I really have a tough time incorporating fish. Uh, we've eaten more vegetables. All right, that's good. Do you like broccolini? Okay. That's, uh, that's one. You know, it combines my two favorite, which are broccoli and asparagus, basically. The broccolini is a pretty good one. You know, I find going with soups seems to help me choke back the veggies a little bit. Okay. Like I made last night, I made a broccoli and cheddar soup. Right. It was more cheddar than broccoli. <laughs> but, you know, there was carrots in it and onions and that kind of oh, thing. One little piece of broccoli. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. A block and of a cheddar. block of cheese. <laughs> yeah. With a bucket of hot sauce. It wasn't even it. soup. It was just, <laughs> <laughs> just a block of yeah. cheddar cheese with one piece of broccoli on top of it. Jalapenos. Are they a vegetable? <laughs> I think so. But no, like even like a hot and sour soup, because then I'll throw in the the bok choy or the, you know. Right. It seems to me, because I just can't, I can't just sit there and eat a plate of broccoli with a steak. Mm. You know what I mean? I just, it's so. See, I'll, but I can't do the soup. Oh, really? I, I'm not a, not a sipper. Oh. So it's, it's, I, and I can't, I, do, I wouldn't consider that dinner. It's so funny. I used to think that as a younger man, but uh, I remember Maria, like I'd come home and I'd be in my 20s or whatever, and she'd have made like cream of broccoli soup for dinner. And I'd be like, well, this is dinner? <laughs> but now it's it's good on the belly and good on the back door. Every restaurant I've seen, that soup's the appetizer. <laughs> Where's the dinner? Well, if you, well, yeah, I mean, I guess I, I don't disagree. But uh, it's just an easier way, I, I find, to choke back the veggies. Anyhow, or if you do it in some sort of stew, mm-hmm. which I don't really care for stew much either. No. I take a chili, but then it's all red meat. Right. So it's really not. And our you know, beans, you know, well, there's protein. Yeah. You know. Anyhow, it is not easy. But uh, Dr. Downer has you in his, uh, well, I'm in trying his to, sights and me. I'm trying to cram for the test here. I'll give it up. See if I can fake it. Just take the pill. I'm telling you. <laughs> see, if I, see if I can do like what we do with the uh, the dental hygienist. If you <laughs> if you go hard for a couple of weeks before you get in there, see if you can fake the test. You're heading for the pink little pill and the blue oh, eventually. Great. Well, I can see in the not-too-distant future that uh, Taylor Swift is going to be writing an album called 87 or... <laughs> <laughs> there will be songs with the number 87 cuts. That's right. Because uh, the uh, Grammys are this Sunday evening. And Travis, her boy toy, says uh, he can't make it to the Grammys because he thinks he's got to practice on Sunday. Oh. Now, I don't know if they're practicing in Vegas or if they're practicing in uh, Kansas City. But I just looked it up. A flight from Kansas City to Vegas is only three hours and probably on a private jet even less. Right. And from Vegas to Los Angeles. That's a hop. Oh, yeah. There's commuter flights 1,800 times a day. Yeah. So uh, that would be an interesting conversation around their kitchen table. (laughs) Oh, Travis, I can haul my arse from Japan to get back for the Super Bowl after doing four sold-out nights. Right. But you can't practice in the morning. Because the Grammys are at night. Mm. I'm sure they're not practicing at 10 o'clock at night in Kansas City or Vegas. So you can't get your arse off the practice field and to my Grammys where I'm going to win all the awards. 
That's selfish, I say, Travis. <laughs> Maybe she's just going to say, listen, you, you go do your little work thing. <laughs> See what you're contributing to the family. Yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> as many millions as he makes... Pales in comparison. She can wipe her arse with his cash. <laughs> she tips her crew more yeah. than what he brings in. But, but that being said... It seems odd. Well, no, because when you think about it, you got to remember, uh, Taylor Swift works for Taylor Swift. Travis Kelsey still works for another company. But to say... And this is all... Kids, we're just having fun with this. I really could care less whether he went or not. To say, I think I've got to practice. You don't even know. <laughs> That's right. It's not in your schedule. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can ask the team for permission to go, mm. but you would have to ask the team. He can't just make that up himself. No. But, and also, again, I think time-wise, I mean, how long is an NFL? How long is any practice? Right. Even if it was four to five hours of practicing, they're going to do it. it. He could get there. I'm just saying. There's an album called 87 coming out next year. (laughs) Remember um, when the Raptors were uh, in in the the, the first times they were in the playoffs and Vince Carter had uh, his graduation Mm -hmm. ceremony going on and fans here went nuts Mm -hmm. because he went to his graduation ceremony. That's not going to a party with your girlfriend. That was going to graduate and receive that honor. His mom wanted him to go because she wanted him to graduate and uh, and receive his graduation. And fans went, how could you possibly go with this distraction of graduating and, and travel on uh, before a game day in order to do this? It was, uh, it was funny. We had heard... Um when I worked in sports radio, we had heard just crazy stories about Vince Carter's mom and the mm-hmm. control she had over him. And we ended up getting him in studio one morning, and she sat right beside him. She right. came in with him. Yeah. So I think if mommy told him he had to go to his graduation, <laughs> he was going to his graduation. Uh, I I don't know. It just seemed, I, I would think even the Chiefs would say, yeah, practice. Because, okay, now there's Monday. Like the Super Bowl isn't for another week. Mm-hmm. The Grammys are, what, four hours? He could fly in. He could attend the, the award show. And he could be back in Kansas City or Vegas that <laughs> night. I think I got to practice. Uh, there's, uh, as always, crazy bets uh, available during the Super Bowl. But this might be the oddest I've ever heard. Apparently, you can uh, bet on a chance that aliens will invade Vegas, leading to the game ending in a tie. Okay. Yeah. You make big money on that. Wow. Um, how about this one? Uh, you can bet on the Chiefs winning, and then uh, Taylor accompanies the team to the White House, where she endorses Biden, and he sniffs her hair. <laughs> There's a chance that'll happen. Oh, let's not get into some, some of those conspiracy theories. No. Uh, how about the Chiefs win and Travis and Taylor announce uh, they're expecting a baby? Wow. Wow. Wow, indeed. I heard at one point they were talking about maybe uh, would he propose if he had won the Super Bowl and she's down on the field. Mm. So instead of Baby's going. a whole new step. Instead of going to Disney World, they're going to the chapel. Right. Yeah. And And I like this one. How likely do you think it is that the Niners will be leading at the half, then Usher will invite Taylor on stage during the halftime show where she performs Shake It Off and the Chiefs come back to win the game? <laughs> you can you can lay some money down on that. See where uh, Mark Zuckerberg and other CEOs uh, had to attend a Senate hearing where they were basically uh, 
yelled and screamed at and held responsible for the death and exploitation of children. They basically uh, got their pee-pee slapped, but that's probably all that will uh, happen. Senators saying things um, to them like, uh, your social media has given predators powerful new tools to exploit children. Someone else said, you have blood on your hands, you have a product that's killing people. And uh, Zuckerberg was asked if he wanted to apologize to some of the family, because family was there as well, who had lost children to bullying online or, or other other uh, other horrible events. And uh, Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg basically said, I'm sorry for everything you've all been through. No one should go through the things your families have suffered. This is why we invest so much, and we are going to continue doing industry-wide efforts to make sure no one has to go through the things your families have had to suffer. He also said, no matter how much we invest or how effective our tools are, there's always more to learn and more improvements to make. Now, it seems to me that's just a bit of lip service that they've all been saying for a very long time now. We're doing our best. We're trying our best. I remember when uh, Twitter uh, was, uh, who was it? It was a celebrity. I want to say it was Zach not Zach Galifianakis, it was Seth Rogen, I think, who went after the original CEO of Twitter, saying, why are you just allowing all this anti-Semitism on your, on your platform? And even giving them check marks, meaning then, of course, they were uh, verified. verified, and then their, their tweets would uh, reach even more people. And they would all say, well, we're looking into fixing, we're trying to do our best. BS. And I think the Senate also probably realizes that as well, but they got to put on a good parade and a good show. <laughs> I, I, I was going to say, you're talking about lip service on lip service. Oh, for sure. 100%. For so much of it. Because as many of these senators attack social media companies for being the, the, the cause of this, mm. you know, they also, they, they stay away from gun manufacturers. When it comes to the use of their product sure. as a, as part of what could be either criminal activity or self harm, you know, you know, the number one cause of of child deaths is yep. gun violence in the U.S. Yep. You know, whether it's connected to social media or not, um, you know, the the numbers are what they are, uh, and you know, I saw a little bit of it when they were going after the CEO of TikTok, who's from Singapore, but they were trying to make him tied to China. Although he's not, mm. <laughs> it's it's it is, uh, you know, he's like I'm Singaporean. I'm from Singapore. I've never owned uh, had any citizenship anywhere else. But hey, if you're on that side of the world. You might be dangerous. So we, it's, it's a, all a lot of lip service to it all. And in the end, it's, while I agree that the social media has become a cesspool, mm-hmm. um, you know, it is very difficult to police it. Yeah, it is. The only thing that parents can really do is try their best to, uh, inform their children, communicate with their children about social media and things to be aware of and bots and, you know, educate them. Um, there's no chance in hell any parent can stay on top of all the social media their kids see. And you know, we have Snapchat with photos disappearing right away and God knows what they're looking at throughout the day. So all you can do is try to make them as wise as possible about the Internet. You know, we even learn as uh, as adults. We we've had uh, many company seminars, chats, discussions about opening files and looking at things that can cause you know uh, downloading of uh, stealing and hacking and 
So it's always going to be an ongoing learning process. And, and I just think that if you're going to allow your kids into the social media world and you have very little choice in it, it seems like these days, then the only safeguard you have is to just, you know, much like sex education. Mm-hmm. Teach them the the right and the wrong, and 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 pray for the best. Well, much like the lip services happening at a, at a government level, it's there's a lot of lip service to it, at just the individual level mm-hmm. too, because you know so many of us. It's not just a, a problem with children in in social media. Adults have a massive problem with social media mm-hmm. as well, and because of uh, the negativity, whether it's bots or just some people like to stir crap up, mm-hmm. right? And and the anonymity that's provided by social media and just you know picking a, a username of your choice uh, and 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 off you go. Uh, it, it it becomes such a negative environment, and if you are affected by that, right? You know, in our line of work, when you put your name out there, uh, you know, it comes with positives and negatives, yeah. and uh, and you've got to be able to weed through it, and you've got to be able to stand above it. I mean, you do know, obviously, you know, and you can tell there is a problem when you have police forces who now have dedicated departments who are, you know, pretending to be young girls to catch these. These uh, pedophiles and you, you hear these horrifically terrible stories of young people. They got a Facebook page and so other kids in their school are DMing them and telling them to, you know, the most horrific things. And bullying is now a 24 seven occupation for some people because mm-hmm. used to only be when you went to school, sure, you might have got bullied in the schoolyard or over lunch. But when you were into, once you were in the safety of your home, it was over till the next morning. And now it's for some. Uh, it's just absolutely terrible and, and pushes uh, some to do terrible things and commit suicide. And, and so obviously these numbers are high enough for the Senate to even get involved and, and uh, start those conversations again. Not that it'll change much of anything. So look at cigarettes come with a warning. You know, maybe maybe social media has to maybe there needs to be some sort of screen uh, caption that every time you go on it, you know, it says, hey, right. Be aware there's horrible people out there. Well, and 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 there are also the, there's also the concept that you know not all social medias should be available to children, mm-hmm. and some of them are limited in that too. But right. you know, what do we do? Well, other kids have it, so we you know fake the profile so that our kid can have it too. Yeah. No. Uh, so you know, there's there's responsibility on the user. Rock mornings with, with Craig Venn and Lucky, ninety four nine The Rock.